you know, the networking within artists so that they can get to know each other, collab with each other. Um, we got guys like you, you know, media sponsors. We got engineers. We got photographers. It's just it's just a really good feeling just to be there. That's right. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, I am your host, DM Cool. On the line right now, we have my man, one of the fastest rising artists in Canada, Goliath Paw. He is on the what air happened? right now discussing with us about the latest showcase to touch Toronto, which is the T-Dot Showdown. Now, uh, tell us about how you were able to get all these sponsors together, including myself. You know, it's, it's a community thing. It's a community effort. When you put something out there and people know it's real, they're going to want to jump on it. A lot of these sponsors we've worked with in the past. You know, I moved to Toronto about two years ago. I've gotten to know a lot of these guys, you including. Mm-hmm. And um, when we do something, we do it to the fullest. And when we get everybody on board and we know everyone's going to give 110%, it can't fail. So that's why they want to be on top of it because together we all succeed. Absolutely, absolutely. And I feel like this is a mantra that a lot of people within the city are trying to spread nowadays because I feel that for so long, and you're kind of on the outside looking in since you're coming from Ottawa, that, you know, uh, Toronto, we always get this quote-unquote screw-face capital um, stereotype stigma placed upon us, but I feel like nowadays with the new generation coming up especially, uh, a lot of people want to tear that down. And I notice that a lot of people... Um, you know, a lot of the older heads, especially too, they want to be a part of that as well. So, how great of a feeling is it to know that we're finally tearing those walls down? You know, slowly but surely. Man, it's awesome. And like you said, you guys, you guys call yourself the screw face cap of the world, but since I've been here, there's been nothing but love on my shows. It's always packed when I go to support their people's fans. You know, take a shout out, Chris. Sorry, say that one more time. Say that one more time. You're breaking up just a little bit. I rocks. I said it's always packed when I go there. When I go check out other artists. Glad. Can we get you on the air one more time? Glad. You there? Can you copy? Glad. You there? Ladies and gentlemen, we're having a little. You, when you come out to ah, the there court, we go. So. There we go, there we go. We almost lost you for a second, man, no doubt. But yeah, no, we pretty much caught the tail end of what you're saying, just about people coming out to support. And also, you mentioned uh, Chris Gatrox Jackson, who also does that as well, too. Shouts to Gatrox, of course, too. Um, so let's go um, more towards you now, you know, about the music that you got coming up. Uh, do you have any new um, features coming up in the future that we should know about? Yeah, you know, we're always working on our music. Um, this is better. You guys can hear me? or Yeah, no, we can hear you loud and clear, homie. Okay, dope. Yeah, you know, I always got music coming up. We're working on the new EP. Also, I've got a mixtape in the works, too. A lot of um, features on that from Toronto rappers and Ottawa rappers. So I'm excited about that. Working with a lot of different producers again. About to go hard. Um, And like I said, you know, we're just here in the back running these competitions. uh, Working on... um, the CUMC, Canadian Urban Music Conference, is about to come up. Also, we're running another conference in uh, Ottawa as well, again, with We Family Entertainment mm-hmm. and some other entertainment groups down there. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, that's a big move to make right there as well, too, just branching out to different communities, different outlets as well, too. Um, how important is, you know, things such as, you know, the CUMC and Canada Music Week to hip-hop artists in particular? Those things are very important because I feel like all the time, you know, hip-hop never gets its shine. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the pop, you got the rock. Those guys, those bands, they always get, you know, it's, it's mainstream. So people want to, you know, people people cater uh, to them. But with us hip-hop guys, we got to come out to these events. We got to show that we're here to support in numbers. Mm-hmm. And when we do, then they'll give us our own showcases. You know, CMW, uh, uh, Indie Week, Canada, they had hip-hop showcases. And we got to come together and put these things on mm-hmm. so that they do see that we're interested in them. Absolutely, and I couldn't agree more. Now, uh, speaking of which, actually, last week uh, on the show, I mentioned that uh, rapper Shad is now the new host of The Q, a show, a very popular show on CBC Radio that yeah, was once hosted. Yeah, absolutely. That was once hosted by Gian Gomeshi, but then he got fired for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when you have someone, you know, representing the uh, urban urban community within Canada and someone someone as prolific as Shad like what does that what does that say about the growth and the progression of Canadian hip hop in general man it's saying that we're kicking the doors down and we're coming into the mainstream you see that they chose a hip hop MC someone who's been rising I'm a big fan of he makes great music and he's the new host of uh, CBC 
queue. So, I mean, there's no limit to what we can do here. They obviously see that we're more than just rappers and more than just musicians. We are leaders in this community, and we want to show everybody what we got and that we can, you know, mm-hmm. take it to the next level because, like you see, and when we see when we go to these shows, it's packed full of people. These people want to support. We just need the avenues and get our foot in the door so that we can show them what we can do. Absolutely. That's what's up. Now, before we go, man, before we go, uh, me and you, we did a little collaboration on our own, not just on the show, but uh, on, some other, on some other things as well, too, music in particular. Uh, the yes. new sound, or sorry, the new theme song that we have for uh, the show, uh, yeah, we, we've been blasting it ever since January, man. Wait, wait, can you tell us about this song right here? Man, this song is called Airways. You know, you want to put something together, I couldn't say no. Longtime friend, I know you got the thing for the music. I got the thing for the music, so I mean, it's going to be a banger. It's called Airwave. Uh-huh. It's about how we taking it over. And that's what's up, man. You know what? I feel like now is the best time to get that record popping and playing. So uh, to sign you off, Mr. You Know Who, well, I want to thank you for calling in. As, as always, you're welcome to come through anytime. For sure, man. You got to have me up there again, you know, for that four Pete, the only one that's been there three times. Absolutely. <laughs> You're holding the record right. Matter of fact, you get a cool job for that, man. <laughs> Rightfully so. You earned that shot. <laughs> I'm going to keep that record too, man. But, yo, I appreciate you having me on, Mr. Rock Pop and Hip Hop, Goliath Pa. You know, whoa. Shout out to Cap City. Shout out to Toronto. You guys are always showing us love. And that's what's up. Uh, thank you again for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you around, all right? All right, man. Take it easy, y'all. Yeah, Thanks, man. Bro. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was Mr. You Know Well himself, Goliath Pot. And coming up after the break, we have the man who always gets the party started in Toronto. Hailing from Mississauga, you already know what it is. My man Kamikachi Juice will be coming on the air. But before we get to that, like my man Goliath Paul was saying before he went off, uh, we did do a little collaboration together. It is called Airwaves, and it will be on my project, Viewer Discretion, coming out May the 4th. This is a little snippet of the theme song that we've been playing ever since January, but we figured we'd give you the full thing in its entirety. So on that note, jam out to it, and keep it locked. We'll be right back after these messages here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. And you're now tuned into Cool Radio. Now, as promised, it is the man of the hour. This man, he's been on the show once, but now twice. You know, as I like to call my multiple members of uh, Cool Radio, I like to call them my Hall of Fame members if they've made multiple appearances on the show, whether via in-studio or on the phone. Uh, He is Toronto's party starter. He gets the party popping each and every time, whether it's the 2000s theme or the 1990s theme or 1980s theme, because that's just what he does. He came back bigger, meaner, a bit slimmer this time around, too. And he can jump over a basketball hoop from what I've been seeing on, on YouTube and Facebook alike. Ladies and gentlemen, not only is he a Toronto native, not only is he a Mississauga native, he is an MDV native, all right? Mel Carmel represent in the building right now. He goes by the name of Kamikachi Juice. I love it. Oh, my God. You already know. I don't even know how to. <laughs> That's quite the intro. Hey, I'm just saying, I've been known as the intro guy, so <laughs> why not? Right? I got to live up to it. How you been, though? I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I see that. <laughs> you know, you came in fashion to be late, but it's all good because my man came with the green yeah, tea and what have you. I was going to say. I came with the green tea. That's why I fashion be late. You already know, man. I can't even get mad at that. You know, he knows I love green. He knows the studio's green. He knows I love green tea. So, hey, man, it's a match yes. made. Yo, let's get to talking right now, all right? Now, last year around this time you came here, yes. and uh, this is around the season where you get everything hyped up for your annual bashments, as we all will call yes. it, um, your, your extravaganza of sorts, yes. the pageantry and what have you that comes with it. Yes. Um, last year, however, it got mired in a bit of controversy. Now, if we go back to memory lane, uh, you were having a little bit of difficulties finding or Reserving the venue, yeah, and then it got a, taken last second. The venue canceled on me yes. nine days before the party. Yes, and then you're able to uh, recoup and find a venue within that time frame, nonetheless. Yes. Okay, um, first question I have. Did the same thing happen this time around? <laughs> no. Okay. This time around, the venue that I booked it with cracked the joke with me about yes. canceling the party. Uh, then we laughed. God, I, I, was, I nervously laughed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're just joking. We won't do that to you. So uh, last year's venue canceled on me. This year, no, it didn't. Party is eight days away. It's literally a year later. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and how are you feeling this time around? Are you feeling a little more secure? Um, 
definitely, definitely feeling more scared. I'm coming in here smiling. Last year I was coming here. Yeah, you're you're you're, like, you're a little, you know, Toronto meme mug, you know, like oh. I was promoted <laughs> I promoted my event for three months and in the nine days before mm-hmm. the party gets cancelled on me. So I remember coming in here and I, it was like kinda great, yeah, cloudy skies exactly right above me it's you like know it was one of those storm things. was you know hailing up and everything yeah. raiden was just about to be like get over here well that's scorpion yeah. still <laughs> it was one of those moments but yeah this year things are a lot better that's things what's up better. man and you know it's always good to come in here with the good vibes right yeah. now uh for people who aren't familiar with the good and plenty please tell me or please tell them rather what yeah. they should be expecting um well <clears throat> for those who don't know i do a lot of parties and events Throughout the year, mm-hmm. right? Um, hosting like you know, New Year's Eve and long weekends and mm-hmm. Fridays and Saturdays and such things like that. But this is like my annual birthday party. This mm-hmm. is the one party of the year that I can put my all my hundred and eighty percent promotion promotional. Uh, I guess mark all my marketing. Like I put everything all in. So you're basically going in. Super Saiyan three on this party. Yeah, then. I go all in. I start, promo- <laughs> I start tweeting about this party from January. Like, yeah. I wait for January first mm-hmm. just to be in the same year. Then I'm like, yes, get in plenty. Just so people start like this guy's really promoting this three months in advance. So yeah, it's one of those parties where I try to make sure that people have a good time. The theme is good music and plenty of it. So mm-hmm. I like to go through. I like old school music. I yes. like to go through the '80s, the '90s. Late eighties, early nineties, yes, two thousands, kind of when I was in high school, yeah, yeah, up to present day, yeah. Which most parties you go to, you won't necessarily get that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really emphasize on good music, plenty of it. So kind of if you're nineteen or if you're twenty nine, if you're thirty nine, yes, something for everybody at this event. Absolutely, and I and I remember listening to a record for uh, from one of your favorite artists. Uh, he said something to uh, along the lines of. Um, the good and plenty, I serve any and, and many. many. Yes, that's crazy. Big Daddy Kane. Uh-huh. <laughs> can, can, you, can you please educate us on the, the, the bestie relationship that you have with this guy? See this guy riding along shotgun with yeah. him, get, getting smoothies and everything? Yeah, see, that's crazy. Because even the fact that you said that, because I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, people don't even know where and how I got this name, The Good and Plenty. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different influences that came about. The reason why I called my birthday party the Good and Plenty because I started this when I was twenty, mm-hmm. and yeah, Big Daddy Kane mentioned the Good and Plenty in one of his lyrics. Mm-hmm. Biggie Smalls mentioned the Good and Plenty in one of his lyrics. There's a couple different songs mm-hmm. where, like, and it's all seventies, late eighties, early eighties type of music. Yeah, that they said the Good and Plenty, the Good and Plenty, the Good and Plenty. Mm-hmm. That's where that came about. Mm-hmm. So people, people know, I just snatched it. Turn that into a party. Exactly. You yeah. made a hot line. Yeah. I made a hot song <laughs> yeah. or heart party theme, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Very similar. Very similar. Absolutely. Now, you have um, other other jams that you like to host as well, too, and like other events as well that kind of culminate into uh, the, the good and plenty. So you have La Brunch. Uh, yeah. You also have Hush Hush yeah, Thursdays, Hush I believe. Thursdays, yeah. uh, can, you, can you please give us some more detail about so, those things? <clears throat> I put in, I put in the, on Instagram, I'm going to talk about Hush Thursdays and La Brunch and Union Saturday. So there's a lot of, those are an example of other events that I host. They're not my parties. Okay. There are um, other people in the city, other promoters, you know, they put me on. So we do business together. Yes. And um, yeah, so Saturday nights, I'm at Union Nightclub. Hush Thursdays is more, um, I guess... You want to get that wild turn up type of event, yeah. And then I do things like the brunch is more like clean upscale. You want to throw on a suit and bow tie. Ladies mm-hmm. want to come out and dress and heal, and we actually sit down and have brunch mm-hmm. and, and also put a bottle service at the same time. Okay, we have eggs Benedict, with some Hennessy or grape juice. Mm-hmm. So I try to do events for all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's what those things are. So so it's a bit swanky that I, I should call it. I mean, a little swanky, a little classy. Yeah. Try to yes. Okay, that's a sub, man. That's a sub. Now, you know, from from the sound of it, um, the combination of your party and what have you, you say you start at January. Uh, it almost sounds like you have more of like a like like a WrestleMania theme to it. You know, it's a big extravagant party that happens only once a year. And oddly enough, WrestleMania is just around the corner. Actually, <laughs> this Sunday. Actually, we're gonna get to that a little bit later on in the show. Actually, but you know, what I want to know from you is, um, when was the first time you actually did the Good and Plenty? Um. Good question because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I first did the Good and Plenty nine years ago. Well, sorry, eight years ago. So this is my ninth year. Okay. For uh, Good and Plenty, I turned twenty nine mm-hmm. next week. Um, and it was more at the time, nothing serious. Didn't it wasn't supposed to be anything annual. Mm-hmm. It was literally, 
I had just started doing parties and events. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I had Drake hosted the first Good and Plenty. Cool. And story, funny story about that, I had all these pictures. And this is when Facebook wasn't hot. Nothing was hot yet. Yeah. Nine, uh, nine years ago. I'm talking like early. I don't even think there was Facebook. So I don't have pictures of it. The pictures, we, we took them and got deleted somehow because I didn't really think that this party was going to turn into something that was like an annual event. So yeah. Drake hosted the very first Good and Plenty. And I remember even at that event, he was on the microphone talking about how he's going to be signed. He's going to be the next hottest thing in Toronto. And mm-hmm. at the time, nobody was paying attention to him. For those who are listening that remember, a lot of my close close friends, he pretty much there. He's pointing, yeah. he's pointing. My boy there, my boy MG was there. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of my close guy friends were there. And, the, and a lot of people were like, yeah, this guy's on the mic. Nobody, nobody, I will honestly, nobody cared yeah. that this guy was going to be the hottest thing. So that's why, that's a part of the story with the good and plenty. Because that was my first year. Yeah. Drake was on the mic, hosted it, came through with all his boys before they were called OVO. Yeah, yeah. At the time. Um, yeah, and then it, it ended up being a really successful party. Like, we had tons of fun, a uh, lot of drunken people, but, like, good, good memories. Yeah. And I literally was like, I'm going to do this party again. Yeah. It was, like, one of those things, like, the vibe was 80s, 90s, yeah. 2000s, and the vibe was just good, and and it just kind of, everybody was anticipating it. Yes. Like, All right, we're going to do it again. Exactly. So, you know, this is going to be like an angle tradition from now on. Like, if you yeah. don't host in one year, everyone's going to be like, yo, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, next year, I'm already slowly planning for next year. Okay. Next year is the 10th year anniversary of the Good and Plenty. Plus, I turned 30 years old. That's what's up. It's 10 years of me being in the nightlife game. There's a lot of, it's a milestone. Yeah. A lot, so, a lot of momentous yeah. occasions are happening, yeah. and they're all culminating into one big thing. I have a lot of plans for next year, so I hope to be... This very seat. Oh, you already I'm know, and I'm gonna put that out there. There you go. I hope to be in this seat. There you go. You might be in a bigger seat, you know, <laughs> if, if everything goes well on my end. So you never know. Um, so let me ask you this now, and that kind of goes into my next question as well. How do you try and top yourself with each good and plenty jam that that happens? Honestly, it's all about the people. Mm-hmm. I treat this party like I'm campaigning, like I'm running for president. That's what you so should. If the people aren't happy, I won't do it. Give the people yeah, like give the, what so they want. I legit ask a lot of friends, pers- like my personal friends. Like mm-hmm. I have a couple group chats here and there. I'll be like, guys, like, what do you think about this? If I, if I did this theme, or what do you think mm-hmm. about this? If I put these DJs on. What do you think? I like to know what people think versus my personal opinion. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, yeah, it's my birthday, but. A lot of people come out and support, mm-hmm. so I like to make sure they have the time of their lives, and then I worry about myself later. Later, on. Yeah, exactly. Later. Even though it's your birthday, but yeah, nonetheless, you're not a man really of the people. Me, yeah. So, yeah. With that being said, I make sure the people, I give them what they want, and the themes, I try to make them creative. So, like, um, you know, I'm just gonna throw this out there. This year it is Easter Friday, so keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Easter Bunny. Easter, Easter, Easter. I like where this is going. Matter of fact, yeah. So uh, I like where I, this is going. I haven't released some <laughs> stuff, but I got a lot of uh, a lot of tricks up my sleeve. Ah, 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 there you go. <laughs> uh, no, I like the word. I like to play out words most definitely. Yeah. Now, man. Um. So all this is happening, and on the side, you do your thing with the athletic leaders. You're yes. you're one of the certified trainers with the company. Yes. Um. How much of an impact have they had on your life? Life changing. Uh-huh. If I were to say, uh, let's go, let's say four years ago. Okay. If I was sitting in this chair, I would not be drinking green tea. Okay. First of all, I would not have. Uh, he's pulling out the bag. An apple. <laughs> so like, you know, lifestyle change. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm trying to get at. My lifestyle has changed drastically mm-hmm. since uh, being a part of athletic leaders. So that's what I like. I like to be able to anywhere I go, I can shed. The same, I guess, light that was kind of put on me to yeah. other people in a sense that like, I used to live a very unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah. Yes, I'm involved in the nightlife. Yes, I'm out till 3, 4 in the morning. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I'm involved with, like, let's say, like, I used to eat hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Hot dog stand on Spadina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the street meat. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, every night I was mm-hmm. eating street meat. Every night I was getting uh, McDonald's. Now... I mean, the odd time I might eat late, yeah. but I mean, I'm I'm human. But I mean, I live a lifestyle like a, I try to live a very clean and healthy lifestyle. Yeah, all the time. So it's all about the balance, balance. the equilibrium. Athletic leaders showed me because I I know like I have a lot of friends, but 
it's one of those things you don't really talk about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're putting on weight or like if, if you're eating double doubles or triple triples every day, there's yeah. no one really to tell you, you know, maybe you should try a green tea. Exactly. Coffee black. Don't put so much sugar. Exactly. Yeah. Or don't drink coffee at all. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. But like there's a lot of times people, people never tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, they just tell you what you want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. And then there might be the odd friend here or there that may say, yo, you've had a little too much, man. You, you might want to cut it back a little bit or you're getting the little double chin action yeah. happening or what have you. Yeah. So you always need people in, in your corner to, to tell you that stuff and to, to remind you about that stuff. And it's good if you have a core group of friends who will remind you and, you know, likewise, you'll do the same for them as well, too. Exactly. Most definitely. No, I agree 100%, man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's let's go away from all that stuff for a second. Let, let, let's chat a little bit uh, before we get into the next segment. Um, quick thoughts. You are you are Mr. Toronto. You support everything Toronto. Yes. Um, you are a basketball fan as well, too. Um, I want to know your opinion on what's happening with the Toronto Raptors right now. What the hell is happening? The Toronto Raptors. <laughs> and the whole room laughs, ladies and gentlemen. You see that? Hold on. Before you even go. Before you even start, that right there is a problem. <laughs> that sums up what the Raptors have gone through since the All-Star break. Uh, well, no one could have said it any better myself. What is their current current streak at right now? Well, as far as like wins or losses? Yeah, or yeah. I think as far as like since the All-Star, but they're not really in a, in a streak right now. But as far as like their, their win-loss record since the All-Star break, I think they're, they're 5-13. and 13. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> Raptors. You can do this. You like, can do this. You can do this. On the flip side, if you want it, if you want there to be a silver lining, they did clinch the playoffs last night. Yeah. In a loss nonetheless, but still clinched. And as it stands right now, they're currently fourth in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but I feel like from what I'm from what a lot of people said which from the beginning of the season, they're gonna start off with a bang and then they're gonna slowly Dip and decrease. Yeah, dip and decrease. Like, I heard a lot of people say that when mm-hmm. I had all the faith. I'm like, you got to have faith. You got to believe yeah. in these guys. You got to believe. Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, they're hot. They're hot. They're hot. Like, you know, the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. They were really doing their thing. Yeah, like, Magic Game Player of the Week honors like each week. Like, yeah. it's crazy. And then it just kind of went down. They just got to stay focused. You know what it is? One of the things that I find uh, that I noticed about them because of that streak, I feel like this kind of all happened when DeMar DeRozan got injured uh, in November, I believe. And that's when Kyle Lowry started taking a lot of the slack, yep. and a lot of the mileage started to build up on him because of that. And then by the All Star by the All Star break, he started getting injury uh, injured. That started to catch up to him, and then everyone just kind of had this live and die by the jump shot mentality. No one was passing as much as they used to. People didn't give a damn about defense. It's like I was watching a bunch of James Harden's play together. Yes. It was insane. And then you know now we're kind of like in this in this mode where we went from contending for the top spot in the East to okay, well we got fourth. Who are we going to match up best against so that we don't get our asses handed to us in the first round? Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting um, story to develop. And I know a lot of the bitter Toronto fans who got their hearts ripped out, you know, when Vince Carter left and Warren T-Max Day and all those yeah. other naysayers are saying, hi, you see? Yeah, they always break your hearts like all the time. Yeah, what are you going to say about that now? Yeah. Trust me, I know a lot of them. I get the feeling that there's about maybe at least two of them in the room right now. I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, point yeah. any fingers, or whatever. That's just a, 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 um, an assumption. Boy's, my boy's a big basketball fan. Okay, okay. <laughs> we can talk about that during the break, but you know, you've been here before, yeah, and uh, we like to play games with the guests. You know. Oh, I know. Last time you caught me off guard. Oh, trust me. I'm about to catch you off guard that's again. Why I brought him because I was like, remember last time you brought him? You caught me off guard. Okay, again. okay. I can't remember what game we played last time, but we're switching up this time around. Okay. <laughs> It was um, intense. <laughs> trust me, it, it gets real in here. It gets real in the field, as I like to say. Um, so, as I alluded to, uh, the, the good and plenty. It's uh, it has somewhat of like a wrestling theme, as I like to call it, because you say you like to build it up yes. from January. And as most wrestling fans know, January is the Royal Rumble, which is the road to WrestleMania. Hence, oh, okay. you know, the good and plenty yes. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, okay, you got it. All right, now. <clears throat> Based on that, I know you've watched you know some wrestling back in the day in the nineties, Stone Cold, The Rock, and what have you. Trust me, everybody was everybody, everybody and their mama. Now, with that being said, the first game that we're going to play today or tonight rather is called Kamakachamania. Oh man! All right. Now, this is a game full of uh, trivia questions. All right, and uh, you have a thirty-three percent chance in getting these answers right because there's only three answers I selected, and you choose the best one. All right. Now, first question. <clears throat> Which wrestler was known as Mr. Monday Night and also who was known to be the human highlight film from his ECW days up until WWE? Oh, my 
Was it A, Rey Mysterio, B, Sabu, or C, Rob Van Dam? What's the first one? Uh, Rey Mysterio. C, C. C, Rob Van Dam. He says Rob Van Dam. Survey says... Ooh. Rob Van Dam is correct, sir. Rob Van Dam. the 90s, right? He, he came into the 90s, yeah, and then he came into WWE into the You're 2000s. Really bringing me back right now. Hey, you are Mr. 1986, Yo, all right? I used to watch this 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> you are okay. Mr. 1986. So okay. based on that, we're going to take you even further back now. <clears throat> that was a little warm-up, by the way, in case you ain't even know. Um, actually, you know what? I'll take it further back on the, on the third question. On the second one, I'll, I'll kind of sell you down a yeah. little bit. This female wrestler has been known to be the greatest diva of all time. And she also just so happens to be Canadian. Is it A, Lita, B, Mickey James, or C, Trish Stratus? C. You say C, Trish Stratus? Survey says that's correct. You're two for two for my friend. All right. Now let's take it back a little bit more. This, This man right here was one of the founding members of the four horsemen. Is it A, Gorilla Monsoon, B, Ted DiBiase, or C, the nature boy, Ric Flair? Mm. Uh, A. A was Gorilla Monsoon. You are wrong, my friend. <laughs> the correct answer was, whoa, Ray, I'm oh, sorry, whoa, Ric Flair. Yeah, there we go. Yes, yes, come on, man. Everyone knows this, man. Come on, man. All right. Oh, man. Next question. Yeah, oh, man. I'm saying, oh, man, too. All right, next question. <clears throat> Before his WCW days, he was known as the bad guy. Is this gentleman's name A, Kevin Nash, B, Rick Rude, or C, Reza Ramon. <laughs> like the accent. Um, <laughs> nah, I do. B. Who did I say B was again? I said I said Rick Rude. Okay, there we go. I said Rick. You say Rick Rude? Yeah. I say you are wrong, my friend. It is Reza Ramon. Come on, man. Yeah. The toothpick and everything. NWO. Yeah, I know, I remember that. NWO. Jeez. All right. So you're two for four right now, man. You're two for four. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you one more, man. I'm going to give you one more. <clears throat> Who was the latest black wrestler to be WWE champion? Was it A, Ron Simmons, a.k.a. Farouk of the Nation of Domination? Was it B, Mr. Five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion Booker T? Or I, I know I know I know I do good impressions I know. Yeah, <laughs> or is it C? If you smell what the Rock is cooking, the Rock. E. You say Booker T. Yeah. I say that's a damn shame, homie. You need to take your ass to Jabroni <laughs> Boulevard because it is the Rock. Really? He won the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble in 2013, my friend. Really? Yes, he did. Hey. You're a two for five. Do you do you, do you want a bonus question to, to help redeem yourself? Are, are you looking for a bonus question? Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Okay, okay, okay. This one I'm gonna think of, think off the fly. If you don't get this one, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. We we may have to tell people not to go to the good employment <laughs> if you don't get to this one. Okay, this one right here. This one's off the fly once again. <clears throat> All right. Which one of these wrestlers is a founding member of D Generation X? Is it A, John Bradshaw Layfield? Is it B, Hollywood Hulk Hogan? Is it C, the heartbreak hit Shawn Michaels? Or is it D, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, shoot. If you don't get this one. C. You say Shawn Michaels? Yes. The survey says. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Yes. Oh, man. You had me scared. You had me scared. If you didn't get that, I was about to be like sucking all over here, man. 
Oh, oh like, man. Ladies like and gentlemen. Seven. Yes. Come on. <laughs> you know how many kids got suspended from school for doing this? That's what I was going to say. Like, I'm trying to remember. Trust yeah. me, man. I, yo, I almost got an attention one day. But I was like, what's it be? I swear to God, it's the other black kid. Um, anyways. <laughs> yes. The correct answer is C, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Now, going back from that, uh, we are now going to play the second game, which is a mainstay on this show right here. You're well familiar with this one. I like to call this one, I'd Quit the Game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. I love this, man. Now, Juice. Yes. This scenario is no different from the scenario you're currently in right now. You're the eligible um, eligible bachelor, okay? You are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, show stopping, bottle popping, all the above. (laughs) No protein drinking, (laughs) free thinking. Okay, I'll stop. (laughs) All right, now. It comes a time in any person's life, man or woman, that they must quit the game. They got to settle down. They got to have the kids. They got to move into the house with the white picket fence, with the tire swing, apple pie cooling on the windowsill, you know, clothes hanging on the clothesline, two-door garage home with Rogers Cable. You know that that, that, that Brampton Fletcher's life. Um, (laughs) On that note, (laughs) if you had to quit the game for one of these two women, who would you quit the game for? Now, you are, you know, an 80s baby who grew up in the 90s. Yes. So I figure it's only right that I do it this way. If you had to combine these women into one, which set of women would you do it with? Would you combine all three members of TLC as one woman to quit the game for? Or would you combine all three members of SWV as one woman to quit the game for? The choice is yours, my friend. I would go with TLC because, please, to me they're more like as a collective group. Mm-hmm. I like I like a bad girl. Okay, they're bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> the way they dress, they're bad. They're bad. Yeah, yeah. SWV, <laughs> they're good girls. <laughs> they, they're good girls. <laughs> yeah, I like bad girls. So I go with TLC. <laughs> of course you do. Of course. Who doesn't want a bad girl, right? Well, actually, I don't want a bad girl because they have problems. No, 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 no. Say, say, say what you got to say, please. Because I'm like, okay, are you asking Are you asking Juice now or are you asking Juice me in 10 years? If you ask me in 10 years, I'll say SWV. Okay. If you ask me right now, currently in my life, I'll say TLC. Okay, bonus, bonus question then, bonus question. Who would you choose between all three members of TLC? The choice is yours. Um, wow! You don't even know your future wife's first no, name. Fail! No, no, um, <laughs> I'm the, sipping my tea hard right now, boy. Pretty brown Indian hair. Chili. Chili. My, I like her. Everyone loves chili, like, man. I want that. I want my kids to have nice hair. To have real hair, right? <laughs> Not hair that they bought from some Korean immigrant, right? I no, want I, her, yeah. Exactly. Her, they want that real. They don't. I don't want to hear no girl talking about. I want that 20 Brazilian wave. No, no. you want, want that? You grow that shit. Yes. <laughs> I, I like her. She has beautiful hair, beautiful skin. Absolutely. Color. Yo, she still looks like she's like 20 years old yeah. or something like that. Like, what kind of cocoa butter is she using? Know, That's what I, I want to know right now. <laughs> Anyways, we have a whole lot to get on today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, boy, are you late. We are talking with my man, Kamikachi Juice, who is Mr. Party Starter. And when we get back, we're going to get the party continuing on with trip talk but before we do that we have some more uh, canadian content to get to this one comes by way of my man rich kid representing ridgeway in mississauga you already know what it is and coming off of his grammy or sorry not grammy but juno win uh after juno's this past march or past couple weeks in march uh this track is called cool as i ever been keep it locked this is cool radio and we'll be right back after these messages yeah Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. You're now tuned into Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show. If you're just tuning in, uh, you are tuning in with my man, Kamikachi Juice, in the building. Yo, yo, yo. He already knows Toronto's party starter. Uh, We're about to get the party started on this next segment right here. This segment is called Trip Talk, all right? So it's three topics, three of the hottest topics that happen uh, during the week that is in hip-hop and pop culture. So with that being said, let's get to it, shall we? Uh, First on the docket. Uh, there is a rapper by the name of Scheme who is alleging that he is Iggy Azalea's ghostwriter. Now, you already know the popular controversy that happened last year when uh, a few people, including Nicki Minaj, alluded to you know the allegations that 
Iggy Azalea is, in fact, getting her rhymes written by somebody else. Now, a lot of people either dismissed it or didn't really care about it. She, of course, dismissed it as well, too, not wanting to ruin her credibility, as if it isn't already ruined as enough as it is already already right now. Uh, But news is coming out that this rapper who goes by the name of Scheme, who performed at South by Southwest recently, is saying that he played a minor role in it nonetheless. So, when you hear about that juice... Do you think, you know, this person is telling the truth or this could just be a way of getting his name out? Well, what did she have to say about it? She hasn't said anything about it yet, actually. She's actually sworn off of social media recently. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're not going to hear I mean, anything from her in a while other than the singles. A lot of times when things like this happen, it, it, I don't see anything bad. It could mm-hmm. be good publicity. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Good publicity for her because uh-huh. now it's going to make people take in her music more and mm-hmm. take her in more. Good publicity for him. I've mm-hmm. honestly never even heard of him. I haven't either. Okay. So, <laughs> so this this could yeah. all be that type yeah, of ploy. I've then. never even heard of him, but now I might go YouTube and find out who Scheme is. That his name? Scheme. Was? Yeah. Yeah. I might go find out who Scheme is now and try to check out his flow, and maybe maybe I might become a Scheme fan. Based off of this whole controversy that Mm -hmm. could be a lie or could not be a lie. You never know. Exactly. You never know, right? I mean, from a business standpoint, the music business, you know, is heavily rooted in songwriters giving their songs off to other artists as well, too. So from that standpoint, I'm not mad at it. I think from the rap perspective, you know, the MC perspective, if you have someone else writing your rhymes, then like you're whack or whatever. But Mm. at the same time, it's like I find it to be a bit contradictory because then would you say the same thing about an Easy E who had his rhymes written by Ice Cube and Dr. Dre? Would you say that Dr. Dre is whack because he had his rhymes written by Snoop Dogg, by Eminem, by Kendrick, by Lil Wayne, by so many other different artists? By, um, I mean, Jermaine Dupri, he had his rhymes written by other artists as well, too. Like, so you have to kind of go back and say, hey, are these artists whack as well? So, yeah, definitely not. Exactly. So I find that you know, it'll be interesting to see what Iggy says, if she says anything at all. But I feel like her reputation is just snowballing yeah, yeah, ever yeah. since the whole, uh, the whole Azealia Banks thing happened between those two. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, most likely I don't even think she would say anything. Because the fact, like, just like I said, I never even heard of He might be huge where he's from. Yeah. But she's on a worldwide scale. Exactly. So for her to even entertain it. Yeah. Like, not even worth it would be smarter for her not to entertain because yeah. she's been entertaining a lot of other people yeah. and that's kind of brought her down a little bit so I think whoever her publicist is or whoever is in her ear like T.I. or whomever should just tell her yo yeah. back just, off calm down yeah. keep doing your thing whatever sometimes a quiet role is the best way, role to play exactly <laughs> just take a pan, hand page out of Jay-Z's man like yeah. he just stays silent to anyone who deserves to get a diss you know like he said y'all only get a half a bar F y'all <laughs> you already know what it is yeah on that note, let's keep it moving now. Let's uh, talk about some more rappers. So, actually, you know what? Since we are talking about Jay, actually, let's move on to this particular subject. Dame Dash um, was in news recently, uh, last week, for his little tirade on how, you know, people who work under others aren't real men, quote-unquote. So, he caught a lot of backfire, and there's even a gang of tweets that are just roasting him about the whole thing in the first place. I, for one, took no exception to it whatsoever. I partook in that, as y'all saw in the video recently. Make sure you go watch it on YouTube.com slash Cool Radio. Um, so basically, he went on social media, and mind you, he said in his, in his little diatribe that real men don't get their news on social media. And real men don't talk about other men. You know, stop being chatty patties, yeah, as, uh, as what yeah. he called it. But the ironic thing is, he went on Twitter to have an argument with the child or with the mother of his child oh, really? about wanting to see his daughter and to have custody of her. Over Twitter? Over Twitter. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't over social media. Yeah. A tool that, quote unquote, real men don't use. Don't yeah. use. So when you hear the, the hypocrisy of all of this, what, what's your okay, take? Well, that's. That is, the information is new to me. I knew everything up until that part. Okay. Yeah, but that's kind of crazy that he would do that because he was going in on the on, on Breakfast Club. He was yes. About being a chatty patty. Exactly. Real talk real men don't gossip. Right. Don't, he, he was he was pretty firm. He wouldn't even talk to these guys like unless yeah or answer a question or something. Mm-hmm. Or he asked a question, something like that. But you know what? I chalk it up to ignorance from the hood. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Because he's saying how you're not a real man if you don't do this. You're not a real man if you do that. And I think it's all that, quote-unquote, ghetto bravado that he's built up over the years, being a street hustler and what have you. But my thing is, if you're, if these people aren't, you know, quote-unquote, real men, then what does that make you? 
Were you not a real man when you were getting your supply of drugs from from your dealer when you were hustling in the streets? Were you not a real man when you were technically working under somebody when you and Jay-Z had Rockefeller Records under other uh, different record labels for distribution purposes like Priority, like Def Jam? Was Russell Simmons not your boss at one point in time? Like, So these are the contradictions that... I find with Dame Dash and this little diatribe that I find quite annoying and perplexing to say yeah, the it's least. because he, he has it now, but he didn't have it 20, 30 years ago. But even then, like, what does he have now? I mean, like, I does it, matter of fact, you know, hands in the air right now, and this is for the people in the studio, hands in the air right now, if you know the name of Damon Dash's business. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no hands in the air? No hands? No hands? See my look, my no hands. Yeah, that's why I thought, Dame, you're, you're out here yeah, losing. Because he was talking, he was talking about like his glasses is his company. His yes, shirt is his company. He was talking about like, everything he wears is his own company. But I, but I no one knows about it though. Know what the company is? No one knows about it, and he's still paying taxes at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So he's someone's. So he's basically working under the government then, yeah. as is everyone. Yeah. And even if you are a CEO, you have to answer to a board of directors at the end of the day. Yeah. So this guy's losing. And another thing that I said last week was he had Murder Mook and some, you know, ragamuffin-looking dude beside him talking about, yeah, I, I work with these guys in the hood. They're my hood mentors or whatever. But they're working under you. So what are you trying to say to them? Are they not real men? Murder Mook is signed to Rough Riders. Is he not working under somebody? So, again, the, the hypocrisy is I think it's just insecure. It's just insecurity at the end of the day. A lot of times, yeah, that's what causes people to be ignorant. Exactly. Yeah. And he never lost that, that, that hood ignorance, so to speak, basically. He's still talking like he's still relevant, like it's 1999 when Rockefeller <laughs> Records was basically competing with Murder, Inc. And even then, like, he wasn't really the focal point of that. Jay-Z was. Hell, even Kareem Biggs Burke had more of a role in Rockefeller yeah. than he did, it seems like. I feel like, in my opinion, I'm not just saying this because Diddy, or sorry, not Diddy, but because Nas said this, that, you know, he's kind of like the puff daddy of the whole, of the whole thing, just kind of taking credit wherever he can. yeah. So yeah, that's how he made his team too. Exactly. So I just find it funny that he's talking all this jazz, yeah. but at the end of the day, he's still working for somebody. But again, hey, that's <laughs> none of our business, right? <laughs> Let's sip some tea, gentlemen. Let's sip some tea. Well, you actually have this, this sound in the background too. Of course I do, man. Of course I do. I come prepared, boy. <laughs> all right, that was for you, Dame. That was for you. Now, final topic that I want to get to. This one's kind of like a three-in-one kind of topic, and yeah. I'm curious to get your, your take on this as well, too. Um, so a couple of big things happened in the week of hip-hop. Um, so the first thing that happened was, first and foremost, Kendrick, uh, his numbers for To Pimp a Butterfly came out, and he topped the charts first time in his career uh, with over 330,000 units sold in the first week. So congrats to him on that. Yeah. Huge. By the way, if you haven't listened to that album, crazy album. It's deep. It's very deep. I love it. Um, Second thing, J. Cole released a video for his record, which is called uh, G.O.M.D. off of his 2014 Forest Hills Drive uh, album. And basically, the video has a slavery theme to it. He's basically, you know, the house... not Actually, yes, he's a house Negro in it because he's light-skinned and what have you. So he gets to stay in the house. Meanwhile, all the the dark-skinned black people were working in the fields as the field Negroes, basically. So basically, the video is generally about him trying to gain acceptance from... His darker skinned oh, brethren, yeah, because yeah. because he's in the house, he's quote unquote too yeah. good for them or whatever. So he's trying to shed that. So basically, where I'm trying to get at is, I like how Cole and Kendrick are using their music to shed on certain topics that are happening within Black America in particular, like like race and violence and things that kind of equate to some both of them up basically. And they need to. Exactly, and they're also teaching lessons on how you know things were back. In those days and what they are right now currently. And so when you're that big of an artist, especially in hip-hop, and you're trying to spread that message, I can always appreciate that. Now, let's parlay this into Drake. All right? So Drake, he's the biggest artist in hip-hop right now. That's undeniable. However, my personal opinion, and as much as I love Drake, I feel like he's taking it easy on his music. I feel like he knows what to do in order to stay somewhat relevant, but he's not pushing the envelope like a Kendrick or like a Cole. And I feel like that's going to kind of, you know, catch up with them because people are going to be are going to say to themselves sooner or later, we're going to select somebody else as the proverbial number one. So, Juice, do you have the same take on that or is it kind of different? It's uh, it's like this. I feel like Kendrick and Cole, we needed rappers like that to mm-hmm. come out and spit some real knowledge like back in the day with Nas and certain guys were spitting lyrics. Yes. I, I did take in the Kendrick 
and lyrical. He's yes. Talking some positivity and a lot of good things on that album. Yes. The first is chilling in the six with my woes. Like that's kind of yeah. like it's catchy mm-hmm. it's for the club. Mm-hmm. You can go to a shisha lounge and smoke and enjoy it. Yeah. And you know, because just knew all of a sudden because he yeah, popularized it. Yeah, and, and enjoy it. But he's yeah. making music literally directed for, I guess, for the, for the culture in a sense. Mm-hmm. But Kendrick and those guys are, are trying to spit that lyrical knowledge that mm-hmm. I don't know who put it in their ear, but yeah, the world needs it. Yeah, because it, it can't. We can't just always turn up, turn up, turn up. True. Twenty four seven. Exactly. Even as a party promoter, yes. <laughs> you can't just turn up twenty four seven. You have to have your downtime. Yeah, you need to have that calm. Yeah, you need to have that calm. That's why I like. Their music as well, yeah. Because it's that calm and it's actual lyrical and it's positivity. Exactly. Think. And it's something for everyone as well too. Yeah. My my only thing with Drake because I I expect so much from him and I, and I like him. I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Is that we have yet to see a classic album from him. Keep in mind. Keep in mind. Yeah. Kendrick already has three arguable classics under his belt already. Cole is working there. He's working towards that. With Drake, because he's so highly regarded as like the face of hip hop, I feel like you gotta have that classic under your belt. Think about it like this, and I don't wanna compare him to these guys, but you can't help but to because he's the leader of his generation. Nas first came out Illmatic, classic. Right Jay Z came <laughs> out with Reasonable Doubt, classic. Snoop Dogg, uh, Doggy Style, yeah. classic. Um, even, even someone as underrated as AZ came out with Do or Die, yeah. classic, cultural classic at the very least. With Drake, we have yet to even have an album within that discussion at the very least. Like, if, first mixtape. Except, but that's a mixtape, yeah, though. That's a that thing, was, right? You got to put like an asterisk on that because yeah. of that. So like, I feel like Drake should have a sense of urgency where he needs to like solidify a spot. Put it like this. Put it like this. Remember before LeBron went to, uh, went to Miami? People were saying, when are you going to get it done? When are you going to get yeah. it done? Seven years in the league, bro. When are you going to get it done? The chosen one is tatted on your back. Like, when is that ring happening? So I feel like Drake, if he's not under the same pressure right now, I feel like sooner or later, he's going to succumb to that same pressure. In a sense, yeah. But his sales is probably more than oh, yeah. those guys. Yeah. It is, it is, yeah. So, so that's kind of like just like an argument to say. It's like the caveat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, because his numbers is probably it is. I mean, even on if you're reading this, it's too late. I think he sold like 500k or something like yeah, that. Something yeah. stupid. Yeah. So at least he has the numbers working for him, and I feel like he's probably you know a bit comfortable because he has like that mainstream appeal firmly within his grasp. Yeah. With Cole, he kind he has like the urban mainstream appeal, yeah. but with Kendrick, he's kind of like borderline because yeah. on one end he already has the urban mainstream appeal, but. On the flip side, this guy has memorable moments at the Grammys and the AMAs. He has yeah. Taylor Swift like tweeting him nonstop and what have you. By the way, I think they're doing a little something, something yeah. together. But hey, <laughs> that's just what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I'm just saying he's good. pipping another good. butterfly in the sheets, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. It, it would be good. It'd be very good, actually. I wouldn't knock it. That'd be good. I mean, I, when I saw Taylor Swift rocking out like it's a rave party at yeah. the Grammys when he was performing, you know, Mad City, I'm like, okay. Something's going on here. Yeah. You don't just get one of those popular country pop artists sitting in the front row with her yeah. friend, just you know, just jamming out like, man, yeah. down, where are you from? I'm not gonna say that word. Where are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like, I don't know. That's just that's just how my mind is running right yeah. now. But anyways, on that note, um, I've been waiting for this portion of the show, you know, in particular, because you're here. And I feel like it's only right that we do it right now. And as we're going into the overtime edition of Cool Radio, I think it's time to get to it right now. Um, I know this is going to sound like a stupid question, but Juice, are you ready to get old school? Always. <laughs> Throwback Thursday track of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay. You already know how we do, man. As always, send me submissions for what you want to hear for Throwback Thursday, all right? Now, I know you are a product of the 80s, such as yeah. myself as well, 86, too. Baby. 86 to 88 represent. Nice. But as we all know, anyone who was born in the mid to late 80s, they grew up in the 90s. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you, you had your Saved by the Bell, your Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yeah. and all that good stuff. Every morning. Exactly. <laughs> now, we're going to take it back all the way back to, I believe, I want to say 1992. If I'm wrong on that, somebody please correct me. 1992, this artist came out with the second album, which is entitled Strictly For My N. All right? Now, he is just breaking out uh, as a solo artist, and he already had a couple movies under his belt, too. This artist that I'm talking about, who I've actually never played on this show before, believe it or not, 
He goes by the name of, oh, I don't know, you probably heard of him, Tupac Shakur, I don't know, yeah. Off, once again, off of his 1992 album, which went platinum, by the way, strictly from my, no. This is Tupac featuring the Digital Underground with I Get Around. Oh, nice. And when we get back, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Wankster of the Week. Who has entered the shallowed walls of the Hall of Shame this week? You will find out when we come back from the break. Once again, people, this is Cool Radio. Yeah. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You are now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, GM Cool. And you're now tuned into Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. I still got my man, Kamikachi Juice, in the building. Yo. Yes, you already know. Enjoying that Granny Smith apple. <laughs> I call it the devil's apple because it's too bitter and sour. Um, by the way, shouts out to the Juice Entourage in the building right now. I always like an entourage to come through in the studio as well, too. It makes you feel nice and wholesome, very, very homey. You know what I mean? Of course. I love it. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time that you've been waiting for. By the way, I feel like an hour has gone by so quickly. It's, it's crazy. I know. But anyways, it is that time that you've been waiting for. Uh, it is a time where we crown the captain of coonery this week. So, in other words, who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week, ladies and gentlemen? It is time for the coveted Wankster of the Week. Now, this week's Wankster of the Week goes to former Young Money crony who goes by the name of Little Twist. Now, most of you are probably wondering why Little Twist is in the Wankster of the Week category this week. I mean, even though he does live his life like a Wankster on a regular basis, you know, being Justin Bieber's weed boy and everything. Um, he is a Wankster this week because he is facing felony charges, all right? This includes robbery and Glenn larceny. And he is facing up to 25 years in prison. All right? I cannot make this up, ladies and gentlemen. I know the young money checks were probably going bad, but god dang. How do you get into a situation where you are robbing people's homes, breaking and entering? You couldn't tell baby to break you off with some bread? I mean, the ironic thing about this is he's on a label called Cash Money Records. So you would think... That they have some cash money in the bank yeah. to, you know, break them off a little something, something, right? You know, a little trust fund here or a savings <laughs> plan, you know, a benefits package, an RRSP maybe. Like, you know, just basic yeah, things, yeah. you know. Uh, some lawyers and what have you. But no, this guy, you know, since he got kicked off of the Justin Bieber uh, weed carrier team, he has been up to no good, robbing people's homes. And basically, he got caught, unfortunately. And now he is facing 25 years in life. What I want to know is... Whose home was he robbing? L O Cool J? Uh, Jay-Z? <laughs> Warren Buffett? Like, who was Like, Donald Sterling? I mean, maybe that's the reason why he's getting 25 for that. But nonetheless, you know, I can't give him any leeway on this because at the end of the day, even if things are going sour with you on your label, you have to find another way to make money for yourself. All right? You can't just be breaking and entering people's homes. If you got to, just see what other label situation is out there for you. You are an artist. You have a publicist. You have a manager. I'm assuming you have a manager because that's what should come with yeah. the perks, perks of being an artist on a record label. But then again, this is cash money we're talking about. We're talking about a label who once had Turk, BG, Juvenile, Manny Fresh, who was one of the founding fathers of that label, and Lil Wayne, who is trying to get himself off of that label right now, yeah. too. So when you have to succumb to breaking and entering, you know you got it bad, homie. I don't even need Usher to sing that out for me. So on that note, little twist. You will be spitting bars behind bars for the next 25 years of your life. I'm sorry, but that's the cold hard truth. You shouldn't have been robbing people's homes. You should have been better off as Justin Bieber's weed handler. At least he was breaking you off a little bit of allowance or something like that. At least he kept you fed. He kept you clothed. But no, you had to go the other way. And on that note, you are getting this wankster. Do you deserve this wankster this week? Of course you do. Of course. So on that note, wow. ladies and gentlemen, let's drop that wankster on him. 
To quote the great late Christopher Wallace, <clears throat> don't be mad, UPS is hiring. <laughs> and on that note, Juice, what is your take on this? Uh, on that whole situation? Yes, yes. See, <clears throat> I would say I don't like to speak negative about anybody, so I personally yes. wouldn't call him a wankster. No. But oh, wow. I will say he made some wrong decisions, he made the bad decisions, he must have been influenced and been around the wrong people mm-hmm. who were in his ear or he might have just had some rough times and at that moment or however many times he made yeah. that decision um, but I still wouldn't call him a wankster um, I would just say he's a guy who made some bad decisions and hopefully he could turn his life around mm-hmm. in his 25 years in prison is he actually I think he's 25 facing 25 years, 25 years but he hasn't been sentenced though. yeah so you know hopefully hopefully he, he gets a, a second chance and gets to turn some things around and make this into a positive somehow. I would I hope know so. It seems rough, but you always gotta think positive and yeah. believe somehow he might get the charges dropped and it wasn't him who did it. You never know. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so as well, too. Yeah. But at the same time, man, like, he has granted an opportunity that not a lot of people have. Yeah, I know. There are a lot of people, you know, within the impoverished neighborhoods in particular who dream about that, you know, getting that record contract and what have you. And he finally has it, and then he, could, he just kind of put know. it in jeopardy by doing that. He, boy, did he ever. Yeah. So that's the main reason why I'm calling him away. So not because he could be facing prison, but mainly because of the fact that yeah, yeah, yeah. you had that golden ticket that was given to you by Willy Wonka of sorts. And you said, F your ticket, I'm doing my own thing. Pretty much. But anyways, enough of all that stuff. Let's talk about um, what you have coming up in the future, which is a good and plenty. Let the people know at home when it's coming up. Oh, yeah. This whole time I didn't even say it. Right? So, so the good and plenty is uh, next week, Friday. So in eight days, April the 3rd. It's a long weekend uh, at Product Nightclub downtown, Richmond and Peter Street. The venue holds about 1,000 people, mm-hmm. maybe 900, 950. So I'm trying to pack it. Trying to get 1,000 people in that venue. So Word. I want Toronto to come support myself on my birthday, but not only me. There's also a lot of other people celebrating their birthdays as well. Um, a lot of Aries will be in the building. A lot of close friends. I have some friends coming down from New York. Like a whole maybe 15 guys coming mm-hmm. down from New York City. Guys that I've, I've built with over the past couple of years. Is it the Knicks? No, a couple of my friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're actually coming out, which is really dope. Because they can um, really use them some good times. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so our friends are coming down. A lot of this is the one party. A lot of my cousins come out. It's kind of one of those things where like anybody who's somehow crossed paths with me mm-hmm. in one way or another from elementary school to present day, this is the only party like I actually genuinely want them to be at. Yeah. I want them all the time around in other parties, but this is the one that like. Yeah, the heart like, exactly. Like, like I shed a little tear when I see like a lot of people in there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know, right? A happy tear. Oh my god, oh. Yeah. <laughs> always. So my friends, they always know. Like when I really, you know, I, I get that moment. Like see a lot. Like a thousand people came out and supported. Funny, mm-hmm. whether they know me or not, sometimes it doesn't even matter. They mm-hmm. just heard about this party. Exactly. Anywhere that night, I decided to be there. So exactly, exactly. And um, how much ratchetness are we going to see at this club? Oh, I plan to have a lot. No, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're honest about it. I can't even that. He's now Zion still. <laughs> I plan to have a lot. But that's, that's, that's what's fun about it. It's a fun party, fun vibe, and I plan to have a lot of uh, beautiful men, beautiful women. Like, mm-hmm. so it's, 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 I like to have a lot of good times. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Now, I'm going to get my Dame Dash voice on right now. Real men want to call another man beautiful. <laughs> in general. Beautiful. Like, I like guys to be nicely dressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. You don't need to explain yourself around here. That. You don't need to explain yeah. yourself around here. I already know what you mean, man. Let me reword that. Hey, no, you don't need to reword anything, man. It's all people who are insecure. <laughs> get a life right now, all right? It's 2015. Get, get your ish together. Yeah. Um, Juice, you already know. You are more than welcome to come through anytime. Thank you for coming. Uh, we may have to make this like a yearly tradition, so um, let, let's keep at it, shall we? Yeah. Let's keep at it. He, he, they don't know, but he, when did you text me? Uh, two months ago, maybe. Something like that. Yeah, and put this date in, this time. The minute you said it, I was like, calendar, yes. my phone calendar, put it up in my room. Like, I'm not missing this date, this time. It was only necessary. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> Stay no more. Just tell me what time to be here, I'm there. Most definitely, and I, I appreciate it. I appreciate, I appreciate the green tea, actually. <laughs> Just for the people watching or who will be watching at home right now. Who's um, green tea? That's the nickname. You already know. You already know. There you go, man. And uh, where can the people hit you up on social media? Just one place, at Kamakachi underscore juice. If you can't spell it, 
It's a long. It's long. Google it. Kamakachi. The, the word will show up. Yes. Kamakachi underscore juice. That's my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I'm on Snapchat. I'm live on Snapchat right mm-hmm. now. So Snapchat is seven to eight times a day. So follow me if you if you'd like to see constant updates. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. And that's what's up, man. Juice, thank you for coming through. Yes, Once again, welcome to come through anytime. And as for yours truly, you can follow me at DM underscore cool on Twitter. And also you can follow the show at D or sorry, at cool underscore radio. Follow us on SoundCloud if you want to hear the full podcast of every episode, including this one, at Cool underscore Radio. And watch us on YouTube. We are now fully live on YouTube as well, too. Uh, Subscribe to us at Cool underscore Radio once again. Uh, Next week, expect a live show, as you always do every week. But once again, people, that is my time. Uh, Shout out to all my cool cats and cool kittens who are just out there cooling out right now. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And we are out of here. Keep it gravy and wavy. Peace.